When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, AFBG family. Welcome to the pod. Today's episode is a video podcast, so watch us on the Affirmations for Black Girls YouTube channel for a different experience or just keep on listening. With more awareness and focus on mental health in today's society, Black women are redefining their identities. For far too long, we as Black women have been misrepresented in the media, in our homes, and connected with images of aggression, violence, and hypersexualization. We've been depicted as aggressive, masculine, angry, or rough around the edges. Thanks to writers like Shonda Rhimes, creator of the hit Netflix show Bridgerton, women of color are starting to be portrayed in a new light at tea parties, wearing soft floral dresses, for example. Example. Slowly but surely, Black women are feeling more comfortable and encouraged to define their own identity and live softer lives. We are leaning into being more feminine, less stressed, amen, and embracing our soft girl era. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And today, you guys, my best friend is joining us again on the pod, and we will be talking about all things soft girl era because that is totally trending right now. My best friend, Bria Black, and I'm so excited to have her. Hello, Bria. Hi, Tyra the Creative. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you, girl? <laughs> I am so good now that I can be on your pod and see your beautiful face. Ooh, thank you. Yes. If you guys have not heard her previous episode, we did living a life of luxury, implementing daily luxuries into your life. I'll link it down in the show notes. It is a must listen, but it's been a while. It's been over a year since we recorded that. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to have you back. And fun fact, it's one of the most, it's in the top three for most listened to episodes on the podcast. (laughs) Let me tell you, we be spitting gems on the pod, okay? We do, we we do. We definitely do. So I'm super excited to jump in today about Soft Girl Era. But before we jump in, you guys, Bria is going to lead us in our affirmation for the week. Everybody ready? Center yourselves, close your eyes, and let's do the affirmation. I 
am embracing my femininity. I am embracing my femininity. I am embracing my femininity. Last time, I am embracing my femininity. Ooh, How I love it. Are you embracing my femininity? I'm starting to. I'm really mm-hmm. starting to. I don't think like for literally the longest, like I think this is a powerful affirmation because especially growing up in the South, mm-hmm. something that I heard growing up, I'm you're a tomboy. You're always playing with all the all the little boys. Granted, I only had two girl cousins growing up and they were mm-hmm. way younger than me. Like, you know, like four or five years, but that's a lot when you only eight years mm-hmm. old. So I am starting to finally embrace my femininity. And we've talked about this a few times, so I'm excited to dive in today. Okay, Bria, so soft girl era is something that's been trending on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all of these things. What is soft girl era because I really don't even truly know what it is I feel like today we just explored and we're gonna figure out what it means to us but what do you think soft girl era actually is based on the TikToks I've seen and just people talking about it I've gathered that soft girl era is essentially having a life without hardship (laughs) having a life where things are easy things feel good. It's not a lot of negative emotions. It's just mm-hmm. soft. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, Honestly, like going back to the affirmation, I think it's all about <clears throat> embracing your feminine side, like the, mm. just like being soft and nurturing. And in my last relationship, something that he used to say all the time was I think we talked about this too I dress like a dude I'm always Mm. wearing flannels uh I'm very hard you Mm. know what I mean but it's like I feel like the reason that soft girl era is becoming an era right now is because for so especially for black women for so long Mm -hmm. we've had to be hard we've had to do all of these things because the men have not stepped up or like we we have only been able to really like as a whole like generally speaking count on ourselves and I feel Mm -hmm. like now light is being shined onto it so Mm -hmm. it's just saying like soft girl era is being able to be nurturing being able to feed your feminine energy because we all have feminine and masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that soft girl era literally just means take a second to, but like you said, like no negative emotions and all the kind of stuff. Cause I I do like equivocate that to um, being hard and always having to like, just be in control and Mm -hmm. figure stuff out and not being able Mm -hmm. to be nurturing, cook Mm -hmm. dinner, do a face mask drink some wine, stuff like that. And I just think that it's an era because now we're shedding light on those things that we've had to do and it's we're revolutionizing. Yeah. Does that make sense? It it does. And I think that to your point, I think that it only could emerge at a time like this because I feel like Mm -hmm. now people are becoming, I don't know, just more, more, 
I guess, financially responsible in a sense, or like they have more control over being able to be soft. Cause I yeah. feel like being hard is something that you can't really control. You're kind of forced to do it because oh, yes. I have to go hard. I have to do this. I have to take care. But like now as people get more flexibility, can have more money to spend on things. Or I don't know if it's the money or if it's just a mindset. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I feel like it used to, the hardness came out of necessity. Whereas now we're making an active choice to be like, I don't care what I used to do, I'm making a decision to not feel that way and not operate that way anymore. I love that you said that because as soon as you said that, like we're becoming more financially uh, conscious, I just think about like past generations, right? Like mm-hmm. my grandma, my mama. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what I was listening to, but I was listening to something where it was saying like, <clears throat> like grandma's they really never do anything for themselves. Like that's not Mm -hmm. something that they ever do. But then when you go down to your mom, your grandmother's children, they may do one thing for themselves every Mm -hmm. now and then type of Mm -hmm. thing. And now it's that trickle down effect. Tyra Mm -hmm. gonna get a massage. Period. Tyra gonna get a facial. Period. I got my nails done yesterday. They look like, girl, my nails, they look regular like they look natural but this literally took two hours to do like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's just and I'm just starting to lean into this and I I will say like it was hard at first I think this and I I'm so glad that you're here today because I think this really goes hand in hand with daily luxuries so I uh so in my last relationship back when he used to say okay you need to be more girly and all this kind of stuff I took it to heart because I was like first of all I am a girl Mm -hmm. second of all what do you mean I'm like I'm too masculine third of all that's a whole nother that's a conversation for another day because I have to have the space to be feminine and all of that all of that type of stuff and more recently in the relationship that I'm in now I have been able to be a girl like I I -hmm. haven't had to wear the pants in the relationship and stuff Mm -hmm. but when he started saying that stuff to me in my previous relationship back in this was 2020 this was during the pandemic actually when this started to really come about um it really like I really took it to heart but then I said okay Tyra you know what you you actually do want to be more feminine because I wouldn't get my hair done I wouldn't I I wouldn't do anything because it's like I got work to do I'm out in LA doing all this type of stuff so I bought my first bottle of perfume Gucci Gardena okay period period (laughs) now I didn't really like how the perfume smelled, but I bought it because I wanted, I wanted this perfume that my mama had and I thought that was the right one, but it wasn't, but I never took it back because I was trying to flex a muscle. I was trying Mm -hmm. to implement daily luxuries of Mm -hmm. making sure I smell good on a daily Mm -hmm. basis. So I think that is when I started embracing soft girl era before it became like a trending thing. And that's why I say it's like a revolution because it's like more people mm-hmm. are jumping on this wave. So when did you, when do you think you started embracing being a soft girl? Um, I think to your point about it being similar to the daily luxuries thing, it happened during the same time mm-hmm. because out of the pandemic, I had no reason to dress up. I had no reason to get my hair done. I had no reason to to do anything. I was just, girl, looking like, smelling like, being like all (laughs) kinds of stuff. And it was not good. And I was like, I got to get it together. So in my head, I was like, I'm going to start implementing daily luxuries to kind of like treat myself and kind of like get myself in the habit of putting myself first. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
it kind of became less about the luxuriousness of it and more about the me part of it and the selfishness of it and me listening to and wanting to be exactly who I am and doing stuff that I want and just being really selfish, but intentionally selfish. Yeah. And so they kind of go hand in hand. So it's not like I spend so much money on all these luxurious things, but I'm intentional about spending money on things that make me feel good. And yeah. to the point about soft girl era is like being soft makes me feel good. Like yeah. wearing cozy clothes and, and, and going to get massaged. Like that stuff makes me feel good. And, and, and it makes me feel soft and it makes me feel feminine. So mm-hmm. it kind of goes hand in hand. It really does. It it honestly really does. And I definitely like to, to your point about cozy clothes. Like I just bought this new, it's way over there, but I just bought this new cardigan thing from Target and look, come on cardigan, come on cardigan. From team. Target. Right. So like, and it was only what, like $20 for that. And I literally love to bundle up in it on the weekends at night. Like it's the little things. It really, really is. So like, I definitely identify with how you said being soft makes you feel good because it really, really does. Well, it makes me feel good too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Even like just getting, when you are at a place where your hair is freshly done, nails freshly done, freshly waxed, new outfit, you like, I can do anything. I can conquer the world. And it gives you such a confidence and like Mm -hmm. energy and that's like, that's the softness. Like mm-hmm. you are embracing and stepping into that full femininity. And every girl I feel like can relate to just knowing when you have everything done, you feel like untouchable. Like you mm-hmm. can go, you can do whatever. Untouchable, untouchable. <laughs> untouchable, untouchable. Um, okay, so what would you say to people who's like, girl, I don't have the money to be a soft girl. Like what... I feel like there's a stigma behind being a soft girl because when you do see like soft girl era TikToks and stuff like that, it's always people buying themselves coffee, facials, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that requires quote unquote money. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people that's like, okay, well, I, I'm grinding right now. I honestly would say to them that it's less about the things, but how you feel, how Mm -hmm. things make you feel. And something that somebody who is a super grinder, I feel like will probably do is be like, I got it. I'm just doing it on my own. I don't need no help. I don't want to. But it's like being soft, being feminine, it's kind of like, I need help. Like, can you help me? Can you, Mm -hmm. can you pick up this bag for me? Can you go, go, can you go run this errand for me? And and maybe it's not asking a man, but it's just having help. It's not shouldering the burden of every single thing. It's not being overly anxious because you have 10 things to do because you won't yeah. ask for help it's like literally <laughs> getting rid of as many negative emotions as you can mm-hmm. the stress the headaches the go 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 like you can be leisure because you're not on a, a strict timeline so just kind of like changing your mindset about what it looks like to get things done and asking somebody for help is yeah. a soft thing to do not putting such strict deadlines on yourself very soft thing to do and and just not making or creating or allowing yourself to be stressed like mm-hmm. getting in getting rid of anything that makes you feel stressed or anxious to me is soft as well and that's for free yeah oh and that's for free yes I love that <laughs> I really do so like just learning how to delegate 
that's something yeah. that has been so hard for me like now it's easy now i'm like okay i'm going to get my hair done Period. I, I need to make an appointment uh today actually to go get my hair done again L- literally and all she's gonna do is wash it and blow dry mm-hmm. and then i'll figure out the rest later but i I'm so glad that I started flexing that muscle. And by all means, y'all, we are not saying that it's easy. Like it is a muscle that you have to flex, especially if mm-hmm. you've had to live in a state of grind. Like you have have always had to do stuff for yourself. That's hard mm-hmm. to like unlearn. It's hard to flex that muscle if you haven't. So like, like I said, the first thing that I did was buy perfume and that trickled into other areas of my life. I just started getting my hair done again for real late last year when I got braids and Mm -hmm. that just made me feel so good and it's like once you have these feelings of oh my gosh I felt so good it's gonna be easier to implement stuff into other areas of your life that give you that same feeling yes it's a feeling it's a feeling and I feel like in everything that I do I try to be cognizant about like, how does this make me feel right now? Like, Mm -hmm. am I super anxious? Am I on edge? Do I feel overwhelmed? And if so, what do I have to do to not feel like this? Cause I don't like feeling like that. I want to feel like I feel when I have a fresh hairdo and a fresh manicure, like I want to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just, just, just a mindset shift is, is so hard, but it's so necessary because at the end of the day, being overwhelmed is not sustainable. Yeah. Being anxious all the time is not sustainable either. Like soft girls, <laughs> it's just a more sustainable life yeah. for your internal like nervous system. It, oh, exactly. And <laughs> we can literally go down a rabbit hole of this, but it's like all of like that fight or flight, mm-hmm. whatever we have on the inside of us was from years and years ago when we had mm-hmm. to run from predators, right? Come on, somebody. And we had to constantly like live in that that state, but it's like, that's why they ain't live long. What are you talking about? Hello. That, that's why they, 20, 25, 30, Hello? like, you know what I mean? Their lifespan was so much shorter because all of that stress and compounded stress literally shaves years off of your life. So anything mm-hmm. that you can do to be soft, and we keep saying soft, but literally I think it can be equated to a stress-free life if you don't yeah. like all the titles like soft girl and all this type of stuff. Yeah, a stress-free life or a less stressful life, whatever. Um, something that's free is meditation. Hello, praise and worship music. Free. Hello, you know, a taking walk. a walk. Amen. Taking a walk. <clears throat> free. You gotta eat. Turn off the TV. Stop looking at the news. Stop scrolling on social media because everything on social media right now. I was just talking to Tracy about this. Everything is just so negative and so heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and turn off the phone savor mm-hmm. your food think about the seasonings that went into it if you cook in the night put on some music pour a glass of wine if you don't drink wine pour your favorite juice like you know what i, I mean? got one turn the big light off and put on a candle or a lamp Ooh! turn the big light <laughs> off yes 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 turn the big light off actually so yesterday was valentine's day and we did the adventure challenge um well, Bria knows about this, but y'all, if y'all are listening, last night I did the, did a dinner date adventure challenge. And I've talked about the adventure challenge on the podcast before, but it's just a book of 
either solo ideas or things that you can do with friends, couples, whatever, depending on the book you got. So last night, my boyfriend and I did a solo, I mean, a dinner date. And literally the challenge was turn off all the lights and put tea lights all around the Mm. house. And then the actual challenge was to answer like some, some questions, like what's your biggest disappointment in life and like stuff like that. Mm. But I, first of all, I got so sleepy, like relaxed. I was so relaxed. I was like, I could just go to sleep right now because the candlelight was just so relaxing and it really helped not be so stressed, stressed. So like the big light, harsh, yellow, Mm. dreary, drab, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? But candlelight, like that's a vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a vibe, girl. It's, it's a vibe. vibe. So that was, I definitely turned the big light off. And you'll save money on your electric bill. Tyra, <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you something else that I I feel like I've changed over the couple last couple years too, like doing this whole soft girl era thing? Do tell. I have a phrase that I say more often than I've ever said. E. What? The phrase is bump that job. <laughs> Baby, you already know, I know. Bump that job because before the pandemic, before when I was going into work, I wanted to be like this corporate, I want to be a VP. I want to, I just want to dominate, right? Mm -hmm. Through the pandemic and just learning about how fragile life is and about how I can really hone in and tap into like a more stress-free lifestyle. At this point, girl, bump that job. If they stressing me out, yeah but forget y'all I'm not answering no slack I'm I'm a login when I want to log in of course get my job done but I don't yeah. have this like overwhelming desire to like mm-hmm. succeed and be super I don't I don't care anymore like I want to have a stress-free life mm-hmm. and if that means that I'm not a top performer okay like yeah. I have other things that can fulfill me and make me happy and and and, and just having that that difference of like things that I prioritize have made me a lot less stressed stress as well i a thousand percent agree (laughs) (laughs) just so you know um i think like job performance and all that stuff is a social construct anyway Mm -hmm. i think it is 100 stuff that is just perpetuated by by these huge companies to get people to stay in the same routine like people get trips because they've been with a company for 40 years who yes why why no like Mm-mm. I and and you've known me for a long time like the full-time job lifestyle is just not for me and that's why like even though I so fun fact you guys I have a nine to five right now but it's remote and it's very very low stress for the most part but there's been times where I've been on the brink of caring right because yeah. when I care I can't go all in. Right. You, you know what I mean? In. And for a job, I can't do that because I'm not about to care about your company more than you care about your company. And the moment I said, and my manager called me and she was like, don't quit on me. And I was like, cause you already know, <laughs> you already know I'm not tied down to this. I'm not, because I know that if it is for me, it will not miss me. I know that God always got my back. Like I really lean heavily on that thought and that sentiment that because I'm not adding no more stress to my life. The last year and a half has been stressful enough for your girl. Okay. So okay. bump that job. 100%. Bump that job. I need to get that on the shirt. Bump that job. 
<laughs> bump that Real. job 100%. And I think I was talking to Alexis the other day and um, we were just talking about like therapy and stuff. And she was like, I will never spend my therapy session talking about my job again. And I was like, wow, what you mean? And she was like, I am not about to pay. Uh, I forgot how much she paid, but let's just say it was $200. I'm not about to pay $200 to talk about no job. And I was like, mm. that makes so much sense because we are more than our jobs. We have mm. all other, these other areas of our lives that we need to unpack and, you know, talk about in therapy and stuff. And I'm like, you're right. Like there is no reason to talk about your job because therapy is personal. Your job mm -hmm. ain't personal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just thought like if anybody is in a, in a space where they are like, they live, breathe, sleep, eat their job. Think about it like that. Your job is not personal. Even if it is something that you want to accomplish and something that you're proud to have and have pride in, it's not personal because at the end of the day, they could fire you in two seconds, but you got to put in a two week notice. It's not a reciprocal relationship. Therefore, so it's not true. personal. So That's true. all I got to say on jobs. Because, you know, I can listen. We can go all day. We can go, we can go, we can all, go day. all day. <laughs> Fun fact about me. I'm not a big drinker, and the older I get, the more I look for new ways to relax. If you're like me, consider Recess Mood, a healthier alternative to alcohol. Y'all already know, self-care is essential here, and we are being more intentional with the things we put into our bodies. Recess Mood is a magnesium and adaptogen-infused sparkling water with real fruit goodness, only 20 calories, and no added sugar. It enhances your mood and helps balance stress for that calm, cool, and collected feeling. And don't even get me started on the flavors, y'all. Strawberry rose, raspberry lemon, grapefruit, tangerine. They are all very good. But right now, the raspberry lemon is my absolute fave. So you deserve a healthier way to unwind. And Recess Mood is offering you 15% off. So head to takearecess.com slash affirmations and treat yourself to a more relaxed, guilt-free you. And you can also find the link down in the show notes below. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. <laughs> Okay, so any of the stereotypes on black women, like being aggressive, masculine, angry, over-sexualized, violent, et cetera, any of these stereotypes, have they ever been put on you? And how have, if so, how have you dealt with that and really like found your true identity? I think the the biggest one that, that I've always been told is just being like super loud. <laughs> oh yeah. 
being loud. Um, I, in my relationship, I could be like controlling potentially. I think early on, I was. I wish I was in a relationship with you or a fly on a wall in a romantic relationship (laughs) so I could see. I mean, the the, the way I am now and the way that I used to be is like very different. And I think that. And I, and, and I do, and I do think that like, I don't know, because I've been married for so long, a part of me really wanted to lean into like being a homemaker or like being super feminine, uber feminine, whatever. But, but honestly, I'm not just that person naturally. I'm not just the most feminine looking cute all the time person. And mm-hmm. so it's really been a balance of like, I think that I am like, uh, I can be masculine but also having room to express my feminine too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's hard for me to say what people put on me because I don't yeah. really care what people put on me. Yeah. Like I, I kind of know who I am. And so I don't really, I've never really internalized other people's perception of me. Mm-hmm. So this is a hard question for me to answer. What about you? I have internalized a lot of stuff. Like people would literally mm-hmm. call me, I mean, like family when I was growing up. Tyra is a tomboy. Tyra likes to mm-hmm. run with the boys and all this type of stuff. Um, like I said, growing up, I only had two girl cousins. So what else was I supposed yeah. to do? Just not play with nobody? Like, I'm confused. Like, your environment yeah. literally grooms you into who you are. And I was around boys. Yeah. Which isn't isn't an issue. But I think that tomboy title stuck with me for a long time. And I think even in college and stuff, I was um, up to like being in college. I never really had like very, I never let my girlfriends get super close, but I was, it was mm-hmm. so much easier for me to have guy friends and confide in them and trust them. And it was, it was comfortable, you know, it was familiar because I grew up, I only have a brother. I only have boy cousins for the most part or growing up. I did now I have a slew of girl cousins, but they, 10, 15 years younger than me. You know what I mean? So it's always been easier for me. And I think I leaned into that. I was like, oh, well, it must be this. Like, you know, I was very much so that type of child. Like I believed the things that were told to me because I believed that people wouldn't lie or Mm. not even necessarily that they were lying. I believed things that people said as truth versus opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I started to get out of that probably. I don't know, maybe like sophomore year of college, you know, um, that's when I started to, um, well, I was friends with you by then, um, JC, you know, so I started to get Tracy. I started Mm -hmm. to get more girlfriends. And then by the time I made it to Jersey, I only had girlfriends, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I think I was, I was easily impressionable growing Mm -hmm. up. And I'm glad that I like got to flex that muscle. But even like in back in 2020, when uh, my ex-boyfriend told me that I was masculine and stuff, I internalized it, but I think I internalized it in a good way because Mm. I said, okay, Tyra, well, you do want to be more feminine. So let's go ahead and do it. I took actionable steps after that versus just saying, well, I must be a man. Girl, <laughs> and, and and the crazy part about hearing you talk about this is like, I totally understand your perspective and how you feel, but being your friend, I never got 
like manly masculine vibes and I feel like it's something that you said earlier is like certain people bring certain things out of you and when you're in certain environments like certain things or certain aspects of you shine more than others and I've always seen you as like maternal honestly very maternal yes cooking caring did you eat how are you how are you feeling it's Mm -hmm. always been very feminine and so I don't know it's just it's just interesting to hear you talk about how others perceive you versus how I perceive you because I feel like I've I've known you in in maybe different ways than other people have so that's just interesting oh that's interesting I mean now that you say that I'm like yeah that that is and that's the thing life is crazy life is literally crazy because you can literally be five different people quote unquote because of the experiences that you have shared with those people and granted like with my in this relationship example it was not like it it just wasn't a good environment point blank period like like I said like you have to have space and opportunity for femininity to show up because it is soft the masculine energy is more so like forward-facing, bold, okay, I'm gonna get this done, strong, strength. And I think that's why like Black women are always stereotyped as aggressive. All of these more masculine terms, like they're not necessarily negative terms, but they're more, they feed more into the masculine energy because there's no space for our femininity to show up because we got to survive. We have to get things done. Like, you know what I mean? And, um, I think in that relationship, not even think, I know I wore the pants in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And he will always say, you sow this, you sow that. You're not giving me space. And, and if I don't, who will? Exactly. If I don't, who will? Nobody. Mm-hmm. We both going to be in a ditch somewhere. When then- <laughs> <laughs> so that's really how I felt about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I feel like the reason why it, I, th- I think it was easy for me to lean into the feminine side is because of maybe like an opposite scenario. Like my partner is is very masculine mm-hmm. and like I, you know, feel comfortable being yeah. feminine and I feel like I'm not going to miss a meal or my bills aren't going to get paid or whatever, whatever negative emotions come with like making people have to feel like they're going to be masculine. I feel like because I have that masculine energy, I feel comfortable leaning into the femininity I love that and that's like in my current relationship that's how I feel too we had that Mm -hmm. conversation early on because it was foreign to me Mm -hmm. to feel that way to feel safe to be soft and Mm. safe to be soft yeah feel safe to be soft (laughs) I didn't I never felt that way with my ex-boyfriend I'm trying not to use names I never felt that way with him Mm -hmm. and it's like me it felt like I was sitting back and watching Mm -hmm. it happen I was like dang Tyra like this is so different like this was inside of you like that's how I was Mm -hmm. feeling I was shocked I was like oh my god and then one day this was a long time ago I was like uh what is something about me I forgot the question what's something that I asked him what is something about me that you like that was a pleasant surprise or something Mm. I don't know but he said you're very nurturing like I've watched you with your plants and you've just been so nurturing with me and I was just like that took me aback because nobody has ever said that to me especially in in relate in romantic relationship nobody has ever said that and 
I was like, oh my gosh. And then he also brought up, cause I, I have a hummingbird feeder on my balcony. And he was like, and you just get so excited when you see the hummingbirds eating from your uh, hummingbird feeder and you make sure that it's always like new. Like he just went into detail. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I do that. I really do. You right. I am nurt- like you right. And mm-hmm. I just never felt like that in the past. I haven't. Yeah. And it's just, it's a great turn of events because now if you ask me, I'm super feminine, I'm mm-hmm. nurturing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I do feel mm-hmm. that motherly instinct and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But back then, for some reason, I, I don't know. I couldn't see yeah. it. I just yeah. couldn't see it. It's in you, girl. It's in you. You got it. You got it, girl. I got it. I got it. So I have a few notes here and it says living a soft life is unapologetically prioritizing self needs. This was said by a assistant professor of sociology at Howard University. Everybody understands self-care, but black women generally have had a difficult time because they're often prioritizing other folks' needs over themselves. It's a new rendition of self-care that is really unapologetically prioritizing what it is that we need in rejection of this strong Black woman narrative that so many of us have been cultured into adopting. That's so deep. That is deep. It really is. And I love that she says it's unapologetically prioritizing yourself. Um, Just off the top of my head, when I was reading that, I was talking to my mama and she apologizes a lot. She'll say, sorry, but I need to take a day to myself. Mm. I need to take a day to myself. Mm -hmm. Sorry does not need to be in that sentence because why are you apologizing? You Mm -hmm. have to put you first. And this goes back to what you were saying about being selfish. We should always be being selfish and selfish. The word selfish has such a negative connotation and I don't understand why, because if we are not selfish and if we are not filling our own cups, we literally have nothing to give to other people. You're supposed to give from your overflow. You're supposed to fill fill up yourself so that you have more to give, not the other way around. Like you're just going to run yourself ragged trying to put other people ahead of you. and. I don't know. That's just, that's, that's just the first thought that came to my mind about this. Absolutely. And something else, I'm trying to connect these dots here, but when we talk about the, the stereotypes that black women often fall under, like I'm trying to find the exact list, but like being aggressive or being mm-hmm. masculine or even being over-sexualized, mm-hmm. all of those things stem from women women trying to do something for other people yeah so like you're aggressive because you're trying to take care of your kids you're massive because you're trying to do stuff for other people you're over sex shots because you want to prioritize the needs of a man over your own sexual needs so it's like all these negative things that emerge about black women are only because we're trying to be such a a provider for everybody else Mm -hmm. and just thinking about how selfish it can be to to do things for yourself to your point it, it sounds negative but it's so necessary because everybody else is selfish. Literally. But us. Literally. Everybody else will put their needs first, but us. Yeah. So it's like, we the people that's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> because we won't put ourselves first. That's so crazy that you say that. It is, all of that is because 
we put other we still prioritize the other people even in the negative stereotypes that's so literally that's mind-boggling to me literally literally wow one so, thing one thing that i've been talking to my therapist about lately is my lack of boundaries <laughs> i don't i have a not a lack of boundaries but a lack of me enforcing my boundaries mm -hmm. and so my husband has great boundaries if he don't want to do something he won't do it yeah and that's a boundary that he said he's like well i i just don't want to whereas me i'm like well i don't want to do this but i'll do it for you because yeah. well i don't really feel like it but I, but it's like around me is firm on their boundaries they do what they want to and they don't do what they want to and here i am trying to appease all these other people no if the only way that i could be truly happy and satisfied and not resentful of other people when they establish their boundaries mm -hmm. is if i establish my own boundaries and if i think about myself first like it just has so many repercussions when you don't when you aren't selfish you get resentful and angry yeah. In another negative stereotype but it right. just comes from you not having what you need that's crazy because that's so hard though because it's like it i do love you and i can do I, you know it's not that <laughs> it's not i can do it it's fine it's right fine. it's fine I'll it's fine it. it's fine but it's like and that's why that's why life is literally you spend your whole life trying to master life so I'm trying to think because I'm literally the same way. If I if I don't feel strongly about it, I will bend. And how do you stop that from happening? Like, especially for your significant other. Right. So what have you been doing to flex your boundaries? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so hard, but I just have to ignore my first mind mm -hmm. my first mind will always say it's fine you can do it but i really be thinking about if the roles were reversed what would he do in this scenario and yeah. it's always he would do he just not doing it he would he would enforce his boundary and it's like if he can enforce his boundary i have to enforce my boundary because the repercussion of me not is an argument in five mm -hmm. days because i'm like i'm always doing stuff for you you da, 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 da. but it's like nobody told you to do that yeah. nobody told you not to put yourself first you mm -hmm. did that right and so now you're mad at everybody else because you decided not to put yourself first so just thinking about like in the moment switching roles what would they do in this scenario and then thinking about in the future am i going to resent myself mm -hmm. am i going to be mad at myself for not putting myself first am i going to regret this moment oh i love that you said that am i going to regret this moment am i going to be mad for not putting myself first am i putting myself first y'all that's mm. hard that's crazy that's hard it's so hard to do but it's so necessary and i think all of that wraps up into this soft girl soft life mm -hmm. soft life soft just life. making sure that you are taking inventory checking in with yourself, asking yourself, am I happy? Am I honoring myself? Like, am, like I was talking about this in a previous episode, like it's so easy for us to cultivate and maintain tangible relationships, relationships that we can see with our mm. eyes, but it's like, we always forget about relationship with self. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like, for example, when you dishonor your boundary, you get mad at Pat, but you need to get mad at yourself because hello, like, you know what I mean? Like we never, yeah. that's the situation where we always point a finger, just like to, to put it into another, another scenario. Like if 
your man is talking to another girl and you get mad at the girl and we like no ma'am what you get mad at her for it's literally the same thing you know Mm -hmm. what i mean the same like concept no why are you looking at the thing you need to be talking to the the person that you are with like you know mm-hmm. and in this mm-hmm. this scenario with your boundaries you need to be talking to yourself you need to be to have that same energy with yeah. yourself yeah and that's so hard <laughs> that that's so hard yeah. <laughs> literally be like okay tyra we got boundaries what do we need to do to be able to implement strategies to hold our boundaries strong because it's so hard it's so hard mm-hmm. but and, it's also and, 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 and a lot of times too like when you really are introspective you realize that some stuff is not as deep yeah as you make it out to be like you feel like you have to do that i have to i have to go hard i have to but it's like mm-hmm. you don't if yeah. you don't you really don't have yeah. to do all that stuff if you really think about it um and yeah, just being introspective really allows you to 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 say like what what is the core like what is the what is the truth of this? Mm-hmm. Not what I not what I perceive it to be. What's the actual truth of it? And what are the repercussions if I do or don't do this thing in reality? Not what yeah. I think. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. Be a soft girl is to put yourself first. Putting yourself first in regard to mental, physical, spiritual, and financial health. Black women are finally taking back their identities and choosing a softer existence. And Bria and I are both here for it. From letting go of the stereotypes society puts on us to discovering more about who we truly are and what makes us happy, soft girl era, in my opinion, is a renaissance of femininity. More space is being cultivated for us to express our feminine nurturing sides. And not only that, we are also taking matters into our own hands. As Bria said, living an overwhelmed life isn't helping and it will never be beneficial to you and your well-being. So how are you increasing your quality of life? What does it mean to you to be a soft girl? What new habits or old habits are you going to implement into your life to live more stress-free and soft? The bottom line is we deserve to live life the way we want to live it and to finally put ourselves first. Whether that means focusing on self-care, living a life of greater luxury, or finally allowing ourselves to wear those pastel colors we've always envied on other women with less melanin. Whatever it looks like for you, your soft girl era starts now. Okie dokie. You guys know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Bria, are you ready? No. (laughs) Okay, so today's closing segment is going to be a podcast guest spotlight, if you will. And I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And I actually just thought of this because I have this. So I have this inner circle um, red table talk expansion pack of we're not really strangers. And I talk about this, this game all the time on the podcast, but I would love to ask you one of these questions or let's see. Let's do two questions. (laughs) Let's do two questions. I actually want that game. I need, I need, I need to get that. I love this game. I went to target to get it before Valentine's day, but they didn't have any stuff. Which one did you want? Whatever. We're not strangers. 
whatever. No, one. there's different. There's different ones. I, so I have, I have honest dating. I have this one, and then I have breakup addiction. Ad- Omg, addiction. Tyra. Yeah, there's different games, different ones. There's one for just you for as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I just picked one. So this is a level two card connection. Oh, this is cute. Okay, a perfect day together would be blank. With me and you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? (laughs) Okay. Um, Perfect day together. I feel like we've had so many perfect days together already. I'm going to try to remember one that we've had. Okay. Um, Perfect day will be waking up not early. It's (laughs) not early. Maybe right before brunch time, honestly. Okay. Okay. um, we go to brunch. We go to brunch. We have a really unique um, brunch experience. <laughs> so that way you can be like, ooh, I taste the chashmersa <laughs> and this chashmersa. I'm like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we eat brunch and then we, oh, oh, oh. I check it back. We do a workout class in the morning. We do a workout yes. class and they have good music and then we go to brunch and then we do an activity. So let's say we just like go to like a like a, a lake or something and they got a activity yes. and we play a game at the lake. Like it's like a I don't know. We play horseshoes or something. I don't know. We just play a game. Right. You know <laughs> me so well. And then we do that for a little bit and then we come back to wherever we're staying and we just like maybe watch a funny movie or just just talk and tell jokes and create stories <laughs> <laughs> and laugh at stupid stuff and get a cocktail over cocktails yes over cocktails. and we get dinner and we tell stupid stories over cocktail this is a long day i know <laughs> my day with you has to be long i want to take up all my hours I think that is a perfect day. I would 100% agree. You know me so well, or we know each other so well to know like how to curate the perfect day that we both would enjoy. Um, I would literally not add anything to that. Nothing? No. The only thing that I would say is, and I'm just trying to add something. We were, I, I, feel like we, I feel like we should go shopping. I feel like the day that we went shopping for our apartment in college was such, it was so <laughs> stupid, but it was so fun. It took all day. It took all, we bought three <laughs> things that were so useless. They were so, I don't even know what that stuff is. Girl, me either. A giant paper clip. Literally. Talking about decor. What else we bought? We bought fake flowers. And, then flowers, va- and that, that wine vase, that matte black wine shaped vase, wine bottle shaped vase. So That's stupid. It. We was in Hobby Lobby for like six hours. Hours. <laughs> and we just walked around laughing at everything. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, it, one of my favorite parts of our relationship is our inside jokes and just how, mm. also how easy it is to, like how early I was like, untouchable, untouchable. And then you just join in. Like people don't be doing that. That is such an underrated like relationship thing yes. or thing in relationships. Like when you could yes. just do that. <sighs> and the fact that we both have seen every episode of SpongeBob. So we can that make part. endless 
SpongeBob references. That part. If you didn't watch SpongeBob, I don't think we could be friends for real. I'm just being honest. I'm I'm literally being honest. Like <laughs> I will literally toot my nose up at you because <laughs> how? How are Wombo? you? Doing you have not <laughs> I wombo, you wombo, you wombo. He, she me, wombo, wombo wing. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> tangent. Off track. Super tangent. Okay, one more question. Then we got to get out of here. Level three, reflection. This is a good one. You've shown me blank about myself. And we both gonna answer. I feel like you give me feelings of like self-worth and validation. Really? Yeah, because I just think so highly of you. I just think you are like the most creative, like you're the most hardworking. You're like, you're so many of the most things. And so whenever you affirm me, the fact that it's coming from you is just like, Tyra thinks that about me? Like, really? Like, you really think that about me? But it just gives me a level of like affirmation and self-confidence that only somebody like you could give and so you make me feel good you make me feel good you make me feel confident and I appreciate you for that I love you so much (laughs) why are you so far away I just want to touch your shoulders like this (laughs) 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 oh that's so nice to hear that's so nice here thank you for sharing that um you have shown me so much like where can I even start what do I want what do I want to touch on for this question oh lord (laughs) you have shown me that you've shown me a lot about myself how about that now expand expound (laughs) uh so one thing that I absolutely love is that you have created such a safe space for me because me listen feelings (laughs) under wraps friends don't know anything that Tyra feeling Tyra like to laugh joke keep it very surface and I don't know what kind of magic you sprinkled on the nape of my neck but (laughs) but you make it so easy to come to you and say I need you I need help I need a friend I and I only want to talk to you like it's literally to the point where it's like okay I need to talk to Bria that's it it's not who can I run to girl (laughs) when I need love it's not that it's like okay I need to talk to Bria because I know mm-hmm. that you don't judge me I feel safe I like and and you you don't take anything that I've said and bring it up in the in the future like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like stuff like that I don't feel like you would ever do that mm-hmm. so you've just created this super super duper safe space and yeah you're my closest friend <laughs> <laughs> Say that again because I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. This was fun. This was fun. Okay, you guys. So that was the end of our fun closing segment. Bria, thank you so much for joining us everybody is doing this now oh they look cute actually 
Yeah. I didn't know I could do that for real. Heart. Um, a little heart with your hands. Um, is there anything that you want to leave listeners with? Like a little piece of advice that they can take and run with and just lean into a more soft life even if you're a man like listening to the podcast you could also lean into a more soft life because we all should have a certain level of softness to us my desire for people black women especially is for you to experience a peace that surpasses all understanding Mm -hmm. and that comes from for me personally a relationship with god Mm -hmm. but also just deep introspection and taking off the things that society has put on you, what you have put on yourself and really having a chance to just feel free and peaceful and just not anxious, uh, just just a peaceful life. And so I say that you can do that. You might think that it's reserved for other people and not you, but it's reserved for you too. And you have a right to it and you have to do whatever it takes to access it. Because once you experience that peace, your life will be changed forever. So do the work and get to it so you can have the 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 best life ever i love that i love that thank you so much yes get to it you will have the best life ever (laughs) create that momentum that's it and then the momentum will keep you going you know what i mean the hardest part is to get started the most Mm -hmm. uncomfortable part is to just get started Mm -hmm. well thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast again you you guys yes of course i will link her other episode down below and we got to have you back because even in this conversation I've already thought about a couple of things that I'm like oh we need to talk about that oh we need to talk about that a couple more episodes so listen I'm ready I'm ready (laughs) all right that works for me well thank you guys so much for listening make sure that you subscribe to the podcast make sure that you rate it and leave us a review I absolutely love listening to all of the reviews and follow us on Instagram Twitter and on YouTube where you are watching this episode and thank you so much again Bria and I will see you guys again next week this was Affirmations for Black Girls love it you were so good girl You are so good. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.